Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meath. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high-performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little, little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. Like this conversation, I don't know how I was going to go, but it's the easiest, calmest conversation. This is my probably my funnest interview because we're just kicking it. Hey, everybody, welcome to Literally. I mean, today is a big one. I'm just going to say it. Today, Rev Run of Run DMC, the legend. Just, just a little tour. The first hip-hop act to make a video appearance in MTV. One of the first hip-hop acts to receive a Grammy nomination. The first hip-hop act to appear on the cover of the Rolling Stone. These guys invented hip-hop. They really, really did. I mean, look, Sugar Hill Gang was around, but these are the guys that did it. This is the OG. And Rev Run is just a super, super interesting guy. And it's rare that we get a legend like this on the show. So uh, this is a great conversation. The Rev, it's so good to have you on, man. This is... I, I was I was going through your life doing a little background stuff and it's what an amazing I mean I don't even know where to begin man I mean tell me a little bit about your father he seems like a really interesting dude wow that's that's deep I was just looking at a picture of him just now at 18 years old um in the army my my father is the reason I am the way I am he's poetic he writes poetry Oh, he wrote poetry before he passed. Mm-hmm. He wrote Proud to be Black on our album. He wrote 30 Days. He was in the movie Crush Group. He was in Tougher Than Leather. He was a Black history professor. He 
was a family man, you know, and I got, I think I get most of what I am from my dad because he's comedic and he's personable. And um, when I realized how many poems he had wrote, so much um, rhyme. See, if you find that you don't like my ways, you could send me back in 30 days. <laughs> I mean, th- my father wrote records for Run DMC. That's, that's how cool he was as far as uh, being a creative. So with that being said, I believe that most of what I am came from him, the way he rocks. And what was his back? He worked in the public school system, right? Like, what was his background? He was a attendance officer, and he also was a Black history professor at Pace College. That's in the day, man. That's that's in the day. Yeah, he was a, a Black history professor wow. at Pace College, and he was a uh, attendance officer. He was a man of extreme integrity. He's a proud man, and he was stylish. He had a lot of fly clothes. He was a dresser. So no no doubt the way Run DMC have this fashion thing that happens because of this hat. He always had a broken down hat. He always had, you know, his blazers and his shoes and the way he did things was always stylish. So I believe that's a part of me too. When you started your career and you were, you're just breaking out, was, was he must have been over the moon. I mean, I, my dad's still alive. So I, I have stories. Right? I walked into Revel Knox on Jamaica Avenue. This is a true story. And I would get in there. I, I don't know how they would just say to me, your father was just saying, like, <laughs> how do you know who my father is? Yes. I mean, I'm here to buy um, a hat for the night for the show. That's because my father was so proud. He walked in there and said, you know, run is my son. Yes, right. So I'd walk into play, and then I'd get on a, a bus coming home from Jamaica Avenue, and the bus driver would say, "Your father was raising hell on this bus today because they were letting too many people on the bus." How do you know it was my father? You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I remember playing basketball and seeing him getting off the bus coming from work. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, look. And I shot a jump shot way far away. It had to be God. Mm. I had to be further than Steph Curry. Mm. Straight through. And then I remember my friends laughing. And we were playing football. And it was raining out. There was puddles of water everywhere. And he was like, Joey, Joey, do not run in that water. <laughs> and I, I didn't even, I heard him in one ear. and went out the other ear. And it was like, hike. And uh, the quarterback went to throw the ball. And there I go. And they just start laughing, splashing through the water. He just told you, Joey, do not run through that water. And I'm splash, splash, splash. And I catch it. And I'm smiling, looking at him. He's like, I just told him not to run in the water. But I wanted to catch the ball so bad that I didn't remember that two seconds ago, he said, do not run in that water. Sure. Directly in the water I ran. Absolutely. Those are the days, man. Mud ball. How great was it? Like the days get get your guys uh, together and... and touch. Oh, two in a touch. And, and like the shittier the weather, the better. Better, the more fun. I mean, I was so good at two-hand touch. I was a wide receiver. And I would be, I remember telling the quarterback, when he throws you the ball, just throw it because I'll beat it. And I'll be, I'm out there. The ball's already up. I'm chasing the ball because the ball left before, damn near before height. Yeah. And I'm catching it. So those were the days. And I would just score after score after score. 
I loved playing Two Hand Touch. Two Hand Touch was great. I I remember even like in the day, like when we were real little, because you couldn't really hurt anybody when you're so small. Of playing tackle, right. like with no 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 right. no gear, no, right? Yeah, tackle with no no you got no shoulder pads, no, or no helmet. But when we were like really really little, and then there's that moment when somebody blindsides the quarterback uh, for the first time. I remember putting, I put a hit on my brother. I remember it to this day. He remembers it really? to this day. He wasn't ready. So he was he hit his back ready. to me. It, is, it was great. It was a, <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm going to unload on him. Uh, we laugh about it still, but nobody's, none of those kids are doing any of that today. I don't think. I remember playing Skelly. You remember Skelly? You take the top outside and you pluck it across the thing. We used to put wax inside our Skelly top in order to make it heavy enough to knock the other guy's top out the box. Yeah. All that stuff from back. And Ringo Levio at night, where you, you know, you play tag and it's, it's dark out and Ringo Levio, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember Ringo Levio? Yeah, yes. all that stuff. Nobody does any of the kick the can, all the good stuff. Everybody's in the house on the computer. So kids are not doing what I did as a kid. It was so much fun to wake up. I'd wake up, go to the park, my mother wouldn't see me to the end of the tour. It's dark out. Yep. Going all day. Yep. Just going to play basketball, going to play football, going, walking around, drinking people's water from off their lawn. You grab their, their hose. Yeah, right. You did that, right? Yeah, of you course. Just grab it, put your mouth on it. I could still taste the steel of the front of the hose. Yes. I put them on my face and keep moving. Come in with a dirty face but full of water and, and getting food from people's houses. And I saw this meme on, um, on Instagram. They had a picture of bikes all laid out in front of somebody's house. And it said, this is how we knew where your friends were because you have five bikes laying in front of this guy's house. That's right. Oh, so everybody's at this house because there's, you know, Doug's bike, Terry's bike. So I, uh, everybody's here. I throw my bike on the ground. Pass. She just dropped my bike. Drop it. Put up no, no kickstand. No. Slam it. Like it's indestructible. I'm sure you did the same thing. Oh, 100%. I also remember when the weather got nice, it, like you couldn't wait to take your shoes off. And like, you'd just be like, I'd be like barefoot all, all the time. That's like, that's how you okay, do it with summer. Long. All day long. No, no cell phones. You got to have a dime if you're going to make a call. If you made a call at all. Yeah. You ain't making no phone calls. And if you had to, you'd have to have a dime. Collect call. Remember that? Collect, I have a collect call. <laughs> That's it. No cell phones or nothing like that. All that. Um, and, but you wrote a book on on uh, raising kids, right? Yes. Um, um, take take your kids back. I remember that was years ago. Yeah. And then we had a book called Old School Love with me and my wife, and um, Old School Love and how it works. And we, I put out many books, and um, I had a book, a, a word of wisdom book, mm. um, a book on raising kids. Um, my TV show Runs House yeah. kind of showed it was on MTV showing people how I ran my life outside of being a rap star. Yeah. So that was very unique for MTV because most of this show were kind of ratchet, but this show ain't have a bone of ratchetness in it. It was just a loving show, but yet the ratings were through the roof, which teaches you something that everything doesn't have to have a shock value in order for it to be wonderful. People tuned in every week to just see me. Loving my wife, playing with my kids, and having a good time. So yeah, that's the way um, I live my life. You know, family is everything to me. For me, um, it's one thing to be able to go out and, and you know, quote unquote, be a star and do what I do. It's another thing to be home 
and uh, working with your family and loving them. Yeah, they. I, I'm I'm blessed enough to to work with my both my sons and wow. And it's yeah, it's 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 just the best. It's the absolute it's a big blessing. How do you? Th- why do you think you and I were smart enough and lucky enough to get that message when so many people don't? What do you attribute it to? I think it's it's in your heart. Mm. You know, this is what I yearn for. When I finish this call with you, I'm going to go and connect with my children and call my wife. I don't know why um, certain people have roots that are different than other people. You know, it's we're all built different. But for me, um, my heart is into my kids and into family. And I guess we've been blessed enough to for that to be in the cards for us, a personality wise. Yes. It is different personalities. Some people's like, I don't never want to have kids. I don't never want to have to deal with kids. So I think it has a lot to do with you have that personality and I have that personality. Yeah, and that's where we get our joy. You know, it's like I, I have no desire to go. I go on the road because I had to go on the road. You had to go on the road because you go. But right. we just want to go. We want to go yeah. home and hang. Exactly. It's it's the thing um, that I love. Even Guy Fieri is like that. He's out doing the cooking and stuff. But yet he is with his kids and his wife. Nice guy. I love yeah. guy and people like that. It's just family oriented people. What's man. your um what's your dream day? Oh, can't wait to tell you. <laughs> Let me breathe this in. Yeah, I'm ready. Lay it on I, me, man. I just got my beach pass for when I go to the um, Georgia Beach in the Hamptons. Mm. My dream day is taking one chair by myself, unless some friends want to come, sit there. Look at the water. I'm a, a real beach guy. I'm. A, I'll probably drive there, listening to some slow music, some smooth jazz, and get to the beach and have me some chips, something to drink, and just chill out. My dream day is being around good music and wonderful water. That's just me. Same. That's I. I... No. I'm, you love to be. I'm. I lo- I'm in the water all the time. I mean, oh my god! In the- wow, that's what it's meant to be. This conversation. Yeah. I've got tubs and waterfall. Anything I can do to hear water mm-hmm. calms me down. Yeah. Calms me down. Brings me joy. I get. I try to get in the ocean, and it's easier for me because I live in California. But I, I, I get in the ocean on average probably once a day, uh, even in the winter. Wow, you love the water. Okay, so we're kindred spirits. Yeah. I, I, you love the ocean. And I man, I go to Miami sometimes. I'll be out there, all the way out there in the ocean, just floating and swimming and being. I could do it all day, you know? I mean, I can't do it all day, but I could. Where do you get your, your do you have a place or a time where you feel like you've gotten your most inspiration for writing or? The tub. The tub? I, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I write my words of wisdom from the tub. I write hit songs from the tub. I just came up with something the other day, this song, because um, I love mashing beats together, like the way I made Tricky or Mary mm-hmm. Mary. Mm-hmm. These things pop into my mind. Once I get relaxed, warm water around, right around the side of my neck, all the worries or all the things, my responsibilities, I won't call them worries, and I'm free, Yeah, my creativity starts to flow. My creativity flows once water is on my body. Wow. And that's when I write my biggest hits. Um, it's where I wrote some of the biggest songs that I've ever had. Just once I, I just have to be in a relaxed mode mm-hmm. and then I can feel vibrations and pull up ideas. Do you ever get that um, in that sort of area right before you go to sleep? 
Because I've had that a lot with sleep. Yes. Sleep is right before sleep is when the imagination begins to work and manifestation begins to happen. Um, I think, um, first of all, if I get out the tub, if I take a bath at night, it's going to put me to sleep. So when I wrote this song, it just popped into my head the other day. I can't wait to get to the studio with some producer or engineer. Um, yes, right before sleep, things pop into my head. It's the opposite with my wife. She She's up at night because she doesn't, you know, I, I can fall asleep and I fall asleep in that state of mind. Yeah. And during that time, the creative juices just happen. And sometimes I have to lean over and write something down or put it on my um, my phone in the notes. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you, how, what do you do when you have that inspiration? When I discovered that I could just go, hey, Siri, um, and then just say whatever was like, thought I'm having as opposed to having to wake up, grab a sheet of paper, grab a pen, made a huge difference for me. Yeah, it's easy for me. I just pull out my phone. Yeah. I just wrote this song the other day called Dude Named Santa and it came out really dope. Um, and I just wrote it all down. Everyone said, well, I didn't make it yet. I just let ideas flow. And then after they flow, I, I just put them in my archives. And if I ever need something, I can just pull from that. I just I was writing the other day. I was sitting right next to my wife. We were looking at some TV show on Netflix and she's like, why aren't you looking? I like something just popped into my head. So I just started finishing up a, a song or a script or whatever. Yeah. If you're thinking about doing some home remodeling, check out Window World. Go to windowworld.com and check out their Windows Inspiration Guide. The guide is a dream book of page after page of beautiful windows. It's not just about how good they look. These beauties earned the Good Housekeeping Seal and Energy Star Certification. Go to windowworld.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them you heard about it here on Literally with me, Rob Lowe. Window World, America's exterior remodeler. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality, amazing-smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. 
Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly onto you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash Rob for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360 day returns. Quince.com slash Rob. What comes first for you? Like a, a beat, a lyric, a hook? Mm, let's think about it. Well, the new one that I just came up with came with a beat because I'm a DJ at heart. Yeah. I'm a DJ before I'm a rapper. So sometimes I can do the lyric first, but this new thing that I just pulled together is a mashup of two songs. I, I can't tell you what it is, but it's so cool. I'm so waiting to find the right... I need people to help me with my stuff. I come up with it. Mm-hmm. I know how to DJ it and put it together and mash records like the way I put Mary, Mary, mm-hmm. why you bugging? Bam, bam. But I put together tricky and yeah. beats. Sometimes it, it comes beats first. Sometimes it comes rhyme. I actually have a record called Beats to the Rhyme. Now, the record Beats to the Rhyme meant that I first made some rhymes, right? And I recorded the rhymes a cappella. And then I told um, the producer, I'm finished my job. Here is the rhymes. And they were on a actual, I went to the studio and made a piece of wax, like a vinyl. And said, now take those rhymes and find a beat. And that's why I named the song Beats to the Rhyme. Mm-hmm. Because it's rhyme, you're rhyming over a beat, right? You rhyme over a beat. I told the dude, I'm finished. My job is done. Here's the vocals. They're on this record, scratch them over a beat. So it, it's it's all weird to me. I can do rhymes first or beats first. But that particular record is, is, a, is a massive breakthrough that I made the rhymes before the beat and put the rhymes on a record and scratched it on a beat. Crazy. Did you ever think that hip hop would not, not even, I don't even want to say have the staying power because it's not going, I mean, it's it's like, supplanted rock and roll. It's, I mean, when you look at, I mean, it's, it is, it is music. And, and you guys took it from, you know, Sugar Hill Gang, where it was just the beginning and made it what it, it is today. I mean, that's, that's a fact. Everybody knows that. So did, did you ever, ever in your wildest dreams think we'd be sitting here, how many years? Well, you're, you're, the Run DMC story is Kings from Queens based on what anniversary of, of you guys? Is like the 40th or 40th? 40th for us, 50th year of hip hop. Jesus. Yeah. 50 years. Uh-huh. 50 years. Half a century. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I won't be here after the next 50. I don't think. Let me see, I'm 59. I'd have to be 100. No, you're going to get some of the new, you can get some of those new injections. We're, 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 we're going to, you and I, we're going to get those injections, man. We put them in our tub and flow. Good, that would be great. The, just the notion that something as new as it was would be as vital as it is 50 years later. I didn't think of it like that. I, I, I had so much fun being a DJ just in my bones to be a creative mm-hmm. that nothing popped into my mind about how big it's going to be, how big I can make it. It was just, can I get this record that I just made to the people so they can hear it? So it was never uh, a ego. If, if it was ego, the only ego was, I think they're going to love this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't wait. I used to make records and love them so much that I would throw them out my window. I was like, I can't take it off. They're going to go crazy when they hear Sucker MCs. They're going to lose it when they hear It's Like That or Walk This Way. They, they're not going to know what, what, what's going on. Yeah. And that's the type of thing. I, I, I couldn't take the, uh, the, I couldn't hold on the records. I would actually open the window of my car and throw the tape. I can't listen to this no more because I'd be so excited for the people to hear it that it would, it would just, I, I can't take it. What if, I I know it's like asking you which one of your kids you love the most, but you got to pick one. What's what? Okay, listen. That's, I'm not going to say which is the one you like the most or whatever. But what what is the one that moved the needle in your life the most? If you had to pick one of the songs, because I know what I think it is from my from my perspective. But I'm curious that to know what moved, you think. The record that moved. I'll tell you this. I don't like saying this particular record and I've been wanting to say it on all the interviews I've been doing. But the reason why I like this is because it's such a well put together, loving story. It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog at the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Looked at his dog. Oh my God, an ill reindeer. But then I was yelling because the man had a beard and a bag full of goodies, 12 o'clock it neared. I turned my head a second and the man was gone, but he must have dropped his wallet smack dead on the lawn. I picked the wallet up, took a pause, looked at the license and it. Cole said Santa Claus. Million dollars in it. Cole, hundreds and G's. Enough to buy a boat, mansion, car with ease. But I'd never steal from Santa because that ain't right. So I was going home to mail it back to him that night. But when I got home, I bugged because under the tree was a letter from Santa and the money was for me. That is probably my favorite touching rhyme I ever wrote. Um, people probably are beg to differ, but that song came from heaven. Mm. I don't know how I wrote it. I just, Bill Adler had told me, you got to make a, a Christmas song for the Special Olympics. And everybody was doing over like, you know, Jingle Bells, sure. you know, Spring, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. It was singing songs, but I'm a rapper, so I couldn't sing over it never entered my mind that I could do over, you know, silent. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I had to pick up a pen. And I'm going to tell you something. The pen in my hand was moving and I don't know how it happened. That's probably truly my favorite creation that heaven gave me. Christmas and Alice. It's amazing when that happens. It's like. Yes. So somebody once described writing, and I'm fascinated with people's process. I could talk about 
other people's creative processes all day long because it's it's at once super different and super individual and also exactly the same. And mm-hmm. somebody was saying that, you know, writing is sitting at a desk and you open the drawer and sometimes inspiration is in the drawer and sometimes it's not. And you yeah. write pulling as long as you can, head. you know? You're pulling from files in heaven. One of my favorite songs that I didn't write, I love, you got a friend in Randy me. Newman. That guy. Unbelievable. Is on, you got a friend in me. me. When the road gets tough ahead and your miles and, my, and his voice, long, long bed. You got to remember what your old pal said. Yeah. You, I think he's genius. Oh. And his voice, he just knows how to write and he knows how to sing and he's confident in the way he does it. Yeah, he, so, you, there's no one in the world that sounds like Randy Newman. No. Nobody. And, and you he, know, you know the family he comes from. It's it, his brothers. Every, all the Newmans are, are insane. I think you both got, uh, um, a Grammy Award at the same time or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. I think we got inducted at the same time. He reminded me of that when I was with um talking to him on a Zoom once. And um he's insanely talented. But you just have to know you're pulling from a file in the heavens. You know, you Pharrell said it best. We don't own any of this. The ideas are out there. Either you grab them or you don't. There's a whole file from A to Z of beats singing songs and they're in there and you just have to access them. And that's when your ego goes out the door. You know, Quincy Jones said it best. He said, well, let's get in the studio. Hopefully God walks through there. Yeah. Hopefully God walks through the studio. And that's Peter Piper. I wrote that um, after listening to a a singing song about um, fairy tales. Now, Peter Piper picked peppers. But Run Rock Rhymes, Humpty Dumpty Fell Down, that's his hard times. <laughs> Jack Nimble was nimble, and he was quick, but Jam Master's much faster than Jack's on Jay's tip. Now, little Bo Peep Cole lost a sheep, and Rip Van Winkle fell a hell asleep. Alice chilling somewhere in Wonderland, Jack serving Jill bucket in his hand. As Jam Master Jay Flagan had that sound, the turntables might wobble, but they don't fall down. I can't take credit for that. These things just come inside me, they pop into my life. And um, there's a quote that I like that, that just says that sometimes we think we're doing, but we're actually being done. I think I got mm. that from Wayne Dyer. Oh yeah. You know, wow. you do what you do. I can't do it. The guy was a guy that built my house by himself. I can't do it, but he can't go on the stage and perform at the Grammys. Right. So we have some room, I believe, but there's a certain point that the Bible says that I have a plan for you. So there's this plan for Michael Jordan. There's a plan for Rob. Mm-hmm. There's a plan for Run. The plan for Randy Newman. And uh, in that plan, God is in it. And, and you kind of fall in line. You know, you're not, don't let your ego get carried away. There's people that are before you and there'll be people after you. So I'm very grateful for the gift I've been given and I couldn't build my house. I couldn't fix the sink. I could. I can't. I, I can't hold a hammer in my hand. But yet I could write. It was December twenty fourth on Holland. Yeah. So this is when I know that we're here for a purpose, and our purpose is to serve and help each other. I entertain. 
you build houses, you play tennis. I'm going to look at a movie by this guy. I leave here. I think I'm going to look at Alexander the Great. There's a movie on Netflix. And we're all here to lend a helping hand for all to get through this world together. What do you think prevents people from knowing their purpose? I know it's like it's probably impossible question to answer. Good question. Good question. I like questions like that. Prevent is a good word. You say what stops them? Yeah. Or like or prevents them from knowing. You knew at some point you knew DJing was your thing. At some point I knew acting was my thing. At some point the guy who built your house went, "Hey, I'm good with a hammer. I'm going to do that." What what prevents so you see it all over where people go, I'm trying this, I'm doing that, I don't know about this, and they just don't haven't found that yet. You know, you got to do what comes easiest to you. Ah. And some people don't want to do, like for me, when my manager asks me to do certain things, I don't want to do that. But if it, it doesn't fit me. So I have to always, I turn down things constantly because my belief, and once I read it, is the thing that you do easiest is the thing that you were born to do. Mm, there you go. So, like this conversation, I didn't know how I was going to go, but it's the easiest, calmest conversation. This is my probably my funnest interview because we're just kicking it. Yeah, yeah, thank so, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this immensely. So at the end of the day, I think people overthink it. Mm. It might be, you know, you might be a mother and that's your job mm-hmm. to take care of your kids to hold down the fort while hubby's out. Or you might be a a, a wife that works with the husband and y'all run businesses together. When people overthink things is when they get lost. Because you'd be like, wow, you can do that? You didn't know. Like, famous Amos, he makes the cookies. Oh, bastard. Uh, Look how old it was before Colonel Sanders made the chicken. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) You got to do what comes easiest to you. What feels good? If it feels good to you and, and it feels and it's simple to you, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Keep it. It's so true. And, you know, it's funny in acting. There are great actors who are super, super great in, in the early parts of their career. And then as they get older, they get broader and more cartoonish. And I think the reason is mm. it's. So when they're in the zone, it's easy. It feels easy. And after enough time, you go, I'm not doing anything. I got to, I got to do something. This is just, there's not, and you push and push and push to feel effort. Mm, Bored. Bored with your beautiful gift. Bored with your beautiful gift. I like that, but that's probably what probably, I like that you said they get cartoonish and they get, uh, it probably has to do with people being bored. Like for me, I'm back to the essence. Me and DMC did our last concert. Um, I have some shows coming up as a DJ. Oh, it's heaven on the turntables. Back to 16 years old in my attic. Just me, two records, making things happen. That's heaven for me. So for, for me, the more I can keep it simple, the happier I am. Um, I, I have, I've had competitive spirit over my life. I have less and less lately. Lately, oh, I could kill us. Oh, you, you didn't, you know, okay, you don't know what I do. I, I had, I, I've had enough accolades. Thank you, God. Yeah, right. I, I like to feel like I like to say this to you too, because it's going to help me to make sure I stay here. 
because I'll look at somebody doing something really grand and like you can find a moment of, I won't say competitive, but you want to do good too. Like, you know what? I'm fine. Peter Piper picked Peppers, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm great with what I pulled off in this world. And I don't want to get into a, a egotistical battle with any human being. So I'm able to turn that, I have to tell my wife all the time, turn the volume down, turn the ambition down. Let's just go. We're going to Home Depot to pick up what you said. We're doing fine. And I have to constantly, I don't do it to my kids, but I try to do it to grownups that are around me. Chill out. Chill out. Do you know how, do you ever have like where themes or words or phrases or ideas keep coming up in your life? You're like, what is that about? Like the notion that you just said, turn the ambition down. I do it all the time. Has come, that's come up in my day-to-day life like a bunch in like the last 10 days. You're like the fourth person that's that's used that phrase. I got to do some meditating. Well, on. Yeah, I got to use some. the only person that ever said that, turn it down. Turn because it. it's, 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 it's ego. It mm. doesn't make any sense. Mm. We're here. Make a good movie. People loved it. Great. I make a something music that people like. Great. But I don't want to get caught up in an ego thing. I don't want to do it ever again. I mean, as a kid, it was cool. I'm competitive. You know, it was basketball. You know, like Michael Jordan, you want to dunk better than somebody. I want yeah. to make the best rap record. Yeah. You know, when you get older, you're supposed to get wiser. And I know my limits now. So, you know, I want to do well, but I'm not going to drive myself crazy anymore to accomplish giving away my gift. You know, the only thing I ever let interrupt my podcast, my dog. Take a minute now, please. Pet your dog while you learn about Bark, the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style. From squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Each box is inspired by a new theme and comes with fun surprises for you and your dog. For a limited time, they'll double your first box of goodies for free. I love making my dogs happy. Love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And my dogs are obsessed with their chewable toys. BarkBox offers treats, keep my dogs healthy, and amazing new toys that keep my dogs entertained. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash Rob. Looking for a sparkling clean bathroom without so much hassle? Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner is here to revolutionize your cleaning future. Just spray today, rinse tomorrow, and voila! Enjoy a sparkling clean shower and tub without any scrubbing. It's the secret to a hassle-free, clean bathroom that many are discovering. With over 33,000 five-star reviews, Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner has proven its effectiveness on shower glass, fixtures, tiles, and more, ensuring everything shines with minimal effort. This product has gained a loyal following thanks to its once-a-week application that makes it a standout in the cleaning aisle. Join the ranks of satisfied users who enjoy more me time and less clean time 
with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner, available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. It's the perfect choice for anyone wanting to simplify their cleaning routine. Don't miss out on a chance to transform your bathroom cleaning with just one application a week. Pick up a bottle of Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner today and join the thousands who've already made the switch to Effortless Clean. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash Roblo. I want to, as we wrap up, I want to ask you about your, uh, your opinion on the state of the union of hip hop. I love it. I love, I, 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 I've been telling this all day. Nas is still making records. Yeah. That's, a huge accomplishment. He sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And cried. Nas is a gem. Nicki Minaj has been making records for so long. I mean, and now she has a record that just came out. She's so talented. So whatever I see that doesn't suit me, it's like, I don't listen to it. Like, I listen to Sade. All the sure. time. I'm a cool guy. You listen to Sade? You know Hell about yeah, Sade? come on. Yeah. Right. So for me, the state of hip hop is if I hear something good that Pharrell might make or somebody like Nas might make, then or Nicki Minaj or Questlove coming up with documentary stuff, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't have judgments about you like, Oh, the no hip hop. Oh, you should. It should be like one in the eighties when I started. I, I am not that guy. Yeah. I don't ever want to be considered. Because when we came out, people were like, "What is this? Yeah, what's hip hop?" So I don't do that to the kids because the kids look at me like, "Go somewhere, sit down, old man." <laughs> I, right. I don't want to be in their business because they know something we don't know. Kids are always doing something you don't know that you might say it's not as good as it used to be. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I look, if I enjoy it, I'll listen. If I don't, turn the radio station. That's just, that's my opinion about the state of hip hop. There's some good stuff out there. How uh, are you happy with Kings from Queens? The Run DMC story? Right. You psyched about it? It's about the history. It's the history of Run DMC. The, my favorite thing is where I learned how to do it. Hmm. I learned how to do it in Daryl's basement. He had two turntables and a mixer. Like, how does this work, D? 
So my, my, my me and my brother bought this. We sold my comic books. These are turntables, and this is a Gemini mixer. And you take this record and you go from here and you go to there. So when I show that process in this documentary of where I come from, I'm satisfied, my brother. I'm satisfied. That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. Hey, thanks, man. This was so great. What a great, just vibey chat, right? It was cool. Very nice to meet you. Uh, Continue success and keep turning the ambition volume down. You got it. Have a good time, I'll see. I'll see you in the the next 50 years. Much love. Yeah, same to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to get in a hot bath. I don't know about you. Of all the things that I thought my takeaway would be from Rev Run, I did not think it would be get in a hot bath. But it is, and I'm gonna. And of course, uh, Rev Run's amazing new documentary on Peacock, Kings from Queens, the Run DMC story, is streaming now. Ring, ring, what's that? Ooh, it's the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe, 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, Rob, uh, this is Thomas from Texas. I was uh, reading an oral history of David Lynch's Dune movie from the 80s, and it mentioned that you turned down the lead role of Paul Atreides which we eventually went to Kyle McLaughlin, as we all know. Uh, is that true? And if so, why'd you turn it down? And did you ever meet David Lynch? Let me know. Thanks. Love the show. Wow. What a gr- I'm going to have to look that up. That is tr- 100% true. Um, very few people know it. I'm curious to know in, in, in what you read who told the story, because it's true. Um, I vividly remember meeting Dino De Laurentiis, who produced Dune. Um, and I had done the outsiders and that was pretty much it. it. Hadn't come out yet. And I went into the meeting with Dino who was pretending like he didn't speak English. Um, he was the, he was, he, Dino dealer is legendary producer, produced all kinds of things. And, um, I couldn't show him anything from the outsiders cause it hadn't come out yet. But what I did have was, it was a cast photo to show him like, Hey, I'm in this Francis Ford Coppola movie and it's really cool. And I, slid it across the desk and he looked at it and he got really excited all of a sudden and he pointed at it and said, star, he's a star, a star. And I got really excited too until I realized he was pointing at Matt Dillon. But I did get the offer to do it. And, and this tells you how, how, how different the business is now of entertainment. And there was a time, and it'll be shocking because you sound like you're youngish, where the notion of doing a sequel was beneath you. No one would dream to do a sequel of anything. It it simply did not happen. Now, of course, everybody does sequels and then you only make a movie so you maybe can do 17 other versions of them. But there was a time when it was beneath you. And to do Dune, you had to sign a contract that you would do, I want to say six sequels. And one of them, apparently that character ends up 
with his head on a sandworm. And I just remember my managers and agents going, you're not, you can't sign up in success. You're going to be on a worm. You're going to be a worm head. Do you want to be a worm head? So I didn't want to be a worm head and I didn't do it. Um, I did end up meeting David Lynch um, many years later. Um, and I practiced TM, which is uh, trans- transcendental meditation. And he's one of the early um, advocates. The David Lynch Foundation is, is huge in advocating for people to try meditation. And um, I'm a huge uh, supporter of David's and he's an amazing guy, but we have not yet worked together. So that's my very long-winded Dune story. That's, that's a deep cut. Thank you for bringing it out. And I will see you next week on Literally with me, Rob Lowe. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Sean Doherty, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar and research by Alyssa Grau. Engineering and mixing by Joanna Samuel. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, Music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.